0: Welcome to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast. The podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces from a different decade each week. Right now, we're in between seasons. Instead of our regular scheduled programming, we're here with something new. It's time for some debates. And our debate today is going to be all about rom-coms. But not just any rom-com. Tom Hank rom-coms. Rick, we're debating... Which Tom Hanks rom-com is better? Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail? So this should be an interesting one. I have my opinions. You have your opinions. I think we should just jump into it. For those of you who don't know the rules, this is how it works. Both of us will get a chance to share our thoughts and opinions. And then we will have a short rebuttal session. During the first session where we're sharing our thoughts and opinions... The other person is not allowed to speak, giving that individual the full platform to say whatever they want to say. But during the rebuttal session, we can go at it back and forth as much as we want. After that, it's up to you, the listener. You decide who wins and who loses the, the debate. So make sure you share, like, and comment who you felt like won today's debate. It's the only way for us to feel any emotional satisfaction. So, we're counting on you, our listeners, to make your decisions known. And with that, Rick, I hand the ball over to you in your court.
1: Ooh, in my court, part. In
0: your court, which Tom Hanks film is better? Or which rom-com, specifically, is Tom Hanks' best rom-com?
1: The park will see if if I can come a little better this week. I let pause there. Restart. We'll see if I can start a little better this week. There we go. Rick, are you?
0: I feel. Are you conceding? me
1: last week. Are you conceding? I'm not. I've, I feel like I have to concede last week. That was not a was not prepared. But Park, we're here with the greatest Tom rom com rom com Tom rom Tom com of the '90s. You've got mail hmm Park I got a few points here first this is two tropes versus one trope okay we have sleepless in Seattle he's got one trope right he's got you got the mystery person the mystery girl the mystery man we see it all the time right it's been played on again here you got both the secret identity the mystery and you got the enemies enemies for enemies park see they're they're attacking us in here from two lanes right this is a wide highway this isn't just your one lane road they're attacking us here um, I also have Brinkley is a better supporting character than Jonah, <laughs> which <laughs> Good. he's a dog park. He's a very cute dog. So had to had to say something there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like Sleepless in Seattle. Now, I will say here that I do feel like Sleepless in Seattle. I feel like both movies have characters that kind of gives you an ick for a little bit. To me, Sleepless in Seattle... Uh, there's stalker vibes in the movie, and then just throughout the movie, I just feel like I just feel like Tom's getting stalked a little bit, um, just a little bit. I've not seen this movie in honestly a, a minute. I did prep a little bit uh, for this, but I definitely feel like we have some Meg Ryan goes a little bit stalker vibes. But I will also compete that and say that Tom Hanks is very not likable at all. Also, I, I guess Tom Hanks is likable. Tom Hanks in the movie. Um, you've got mail is not super likable but I guess that kind of culminates to the whole his whole point right uh, I feel like a big criticism of this movie is if you look back on these two movies is Sleepless in Seattle is timeless right um, it's a little more you can go back and you can understand things more and it doesn't feel dated where I think it's a strength that you've got mail is dated right I actually think it feels like you're like watching a time capsule we talked about this in the podcast whereas it feels like we're we're like almost taken back into the '90s, and there's all these jokes about internet consuming people's lives when it's literally just AIM. I think that's I think that's awesome. I think it's I think it's great to like be almost like I'm placed back there in that exact moment in the '90s. Um, that's actually my last point. I have a I have a bullet point with no other no other typing.
0: All right, Rick. That's a heck of a heck of an argument there. All right, you're up, Park. I'm up, Rick. Sleepless in Seattle is considered one of the greatest and most romantic rom-coms of all time. And do you know how many scenes Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan share together in that film?
1: Five? One? There you go.
0: Essentially one, Rick. One scene. The mastery that is needed to go into the story to make you fall for these characters And for these characters to fall for each other without sharing any real meaningful screen time until the end is incredible. Now, You've Got Mail has a similar premise in the sense that these two aren't in the same space as much. But that film still has the two leads sharing the screen a multitude of times. And the whole romantic side of their relationship happens on screen, in person, in the latter half of the story, just like any other romantic comedy. Rick, most rom-coms build up relationships of the two leads together. Look at Harry Met Sally. Their story builds together. But Sleepless goes against the modern trends of the genre and says... Nay. It instead focuses. <laughs> it instead. <laughs> You're so passionate about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it instead focuses on building up Tom and Meg's characters separately. Sam deals with overcoming the loss and death of his wife, his relationship with his son, and putting himself back out into the dating world. Annie deals with her engagement with her soon-to-be husband and whether she's really in love with him or not. Rick, these are two things that are happening separately for them to grow as individuals to bring them eventually together. They're working through things on themselves. And again, that's why it works as a film, because it cares so deeply about its characters as individuals and realizes that sometimes to fall in love or to open yourself back up to love, you, you have to work through things on your own. Rick, while I believe both films are strong and enjoyable rom-coms, only one of them really pushes the genre forward in an innovative way on how to build and construct a romantic relationship. And the other, well, you said it. It's just a time capsule of a past generation.
1: Which again to me is the greatest compliment of this movie. One thing, we've seen we've seen the the I feel like we've seen the same things of You've Got Mail done again and again, right? It inspired generations. We see as things that I attempt to do *Sleepless in Seattle*, but it's a little, it's just not great, Park, because the premise the premise to me isn't there. Now the chemistry is there. I will, say, of course, the chemistry is there. This is the greatest on screen chemistry that you probably have in the '90s, right? In, in rom coms. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm forgetting other other rom coms. So the chemistry doesn't need to be worked or tweaked or whatever at all in either of these movies, right? So I'm just I'm focused. So to me, I don't think it's that great of a it's that great of a feat that they're working on themselves separately to be reunited via radio and stalking pork. Rick, something
0: that you brought up in your, in your stance is that they are frenemies, that they're friends and enemies, and you've got mail. And mind you that this is a romantic comedy. Romantic comedy. Why are people enemies in a romantic Park, comedy.
1: You're telling me. When you were in. When did you start liking Girls Park? Third or fourth grade? I don't really know. When does that start?
0: Rick, I, don't, I know exactly where you're going with this. And let me ask you. Is, is Tom Hanks in third or fourth grade in this film?
1: He's not. But Park, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of this though. I even think about. We know people. And I will not name drop here. That are married. That didn't like each other to begin with. I'll let you know this after. I really can't name drop anyone here. Um, so I guess it's not a compelling argument right now. But it happens a lot, a lot more than you think, Park. Because just, just as where, like just in real life, I feel like we're, we're hate and love. They're, they're very close together, right? Like we always say there's always this this thing that the, uh, that the opposite of hate is love. But it, it's not actually true, right? The opposite of hate is not caring at all. Very deep, right? It's mm-hmm. because love and hate. They're both there because a lot of care goes into both of them, right? They're always on the mind when you hate someone. Mm. They're always there. Same as love park, you love someone, they're always on the mind. And then it just it does takes a little little knock at the door park, a little visit to the bookstore. Well,
0: you know, Rick, you're you're talking about this in the sense of you know comparing it to real life love and, and stuff like that. But my argument is, don't people go to the movies for the movies? For the the movie theater love for the escapism. Sleepless in Seattle delivers on that. It it puts that pedestal it puts that love on a pedestal, the romantic love that's going to work out no matter how far apart, no matter how unrealistic and unimaginable. That love conquers. And that is entertainment.
1: using, Using this using that little topic though. If I'm if I'm going to the movie to see an amazing love story that can't happen in real life then we might as well just crown Shrek as the greatest love story of all time which very well might be but it's not the That's point for of a different debate. For. That's a different debate. That's for That's for, that's for a different debate.
0: <laughs> well, Rick, um, you know, you talked about you've got male and one of its strongest attributes being that it's a time capsule and I have to argue that that's just you looking through a nostalgic lens. I think if you bring a younger generation who wasn't around during that email and AIM era, um, who didn't live through that, you know Gen Zers now, there's not going to be that same emotional appeal. And I think more, I think it's gonna be
1: funnier. More, I think it easily, be, I think it could easily be funnier though.
0: Maybe, but more or less, I think majority of them would pick Sleepless in Seattle over You've Got Mail.
1: But there's still things happening in Sleepless in Seattle. I guarantee you, a Gen Zer doesn't listen to these same radio shows they're listening to in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, well, so both of these movies have things that Gen Zers will never understand, Park.
0: That's fair, but the radio is still a relevant piece of medium today.
1: Also, aren't I Gen Z?
0: Park, I'm a Gen Zer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, I'm not. I'm a millennial. So,
1: yeah, I'm Park. You've got mail as a Gen Zer. <laughs> You've got mail. Wow. <laughs> such a great movie, Park. <laughs> uh, I do want to end this, Park. I want to come together. This is not the only two Tom rom-coms of this couple in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. I think Joe, Joe and the Volcano was also in the 90s, wasn't it?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I have to go look back.
1: Can we come together and say that both of these are miles over? Is it Joe and the Volcano or Joe versus the Volcano? I, I, don't, it was. I don't
0: even know. But, yes, I can. I can agree with you on that.
1: Okay, we'll come together for for a moment. But
0: Rick, I have to crush you one more time before we end this podcast. You said that Tom Hanks' character Joe Fox and you've got mail is not likable. That's a huge part of a rom com. You want your two leads to be likable, Rick. You want them. You want to like them so that you can like the relationship and you can enjoy what's being built there.
1: I don't necessarily agree with that at the start. I think if you look at any form of comedy, drama, anything, rom com, horror, having having a character that you can have opinion about and how, how you could feel, and you have like reasons to not like them or reasons of something like that feels that that's what makes the movie entertaining. Then what's that's what makes you want to continue to watch the movie. Sure, but this- and also there's a point to Joe Fox. There's a point to the character.
0: Yeah, there's a point that
1: like develops the story, right? There's a but it moves the story along.
0: There's a point too in it; it moves the story along, but at the same time, he's unlikable. And yes, he does have that transformation towards the end of the film, but he's unlikable. It's a beautiful transformation. He's unlikable for three quarters of the film. Park, and you know if what? You he are puts unlikable? he puts her out of business. He gets her dream bookstore shut down that her mother
1: founded. And there's no resolution for that, Rick. There's none. You're telling me, in the man called Otto, his life was just a waste because he might have been unlikable the majority of his life. Rick, is that so? His his
0: begrudging behavior in that film is what makes him so likable to the general audience. But at the same time, what does a man called Otto have to do with anything about you've got mailer? Real life
1: circumstances, as far because I'm just saying, if someone is unlikable for three fourths of their life, and at the end. They had they, they begin to care. They begin to do these things, and people love them and accept them. That's going to be what they remember, Park. Sure, that's They're fine. But I I remember things. the
0: whole two two hour movie, and I remember that for an hour and a half of the movie, I didn't like that character.
1: This was a two hour movie.
0: It might as well, have been.
1: <laughs> I don't think this was a two hour <laughs> movie. If it was, it felt like an hour and a half, Park.
0: <laughs> Whatever it may be, but also.
1: The vital point of rom-coms, Park, is what we've been saying all season long is there is a section for a rom and there is, gosh darn, a section for com. We've got to give both equal. You know, and hold on. Hold on, Park. Hold on. <laughs> calm your tots, please. All right. They're calm. The calm in this movie is objectively better. Um, so you, we'll just throw that word around like it's nothing like we did last week. Objectively better. Than sleepless in Seattle.
0: Well, the ROM is objectively better than in you've got mail. So, what does that what does that really mean? I, I have also, no idea what that means. <laughs> Rick, you're you're jumping the gun here. These these folks, these fine listeners who are listening to this podcast, have no idea what the ROM and the comm scale are. Yeah, that's true. These debates are coming out way before season two, Mister. So, they that whole argument is irrelevant because you because they don't understand. They just don't.
1: I think it's going to get them more hyped up to see what our new rating system is.
0: Yeah, we do have a great rating system.
1: Either way, you need two parts to make a movie. I think the ROM in this movie is equal to that of Sleepless in Seattle, where I think the COM surpasses Sleepless in Seattle, which that is where I conclude that this is the better movie.
0: Rick, well, I appreciate your thoughts and insights, as wrong as they may be, but... Um,
1: Park, that's subjective. I thought this is an objective podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Nonetheless, it's been another great debate. But again, the winner and loser doesn't come down to us. It comes down to you, the listener. So please, like, comment, share. Let us know who won and lost this debate. It's the only way we're going to be emotionally satisfied after this. So again... Thank you so much for listening to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast. We appreciate everyone who tunes in. And we can't wait to have you join us on the next debate.
1: You got me. park i'm excited you know we just we just hung out the other weekend park we had our little little vacay together we dreamed we chatted we rested and we're ready to get going get going on season two S- especially when our when our audio quality dips a little bit for, for <laughs> a couple weeks yeah
0: apologies to everyone out there we uh record the first three or four episodes of season two on our old uh mic setup and then we upgraded to what you are hearing today so you'll have to deal with the uh sneak peek yeah you'll have to deal with the old the old sound for a little while but hey nostalgia that's what we that's what we're about nostalgia that's going to give you nostalgic vibes
1: here and that again that is true park well park what um I guess, can we say what our first movie is going to be? Cuz that's going to come out the next week.
0: Rick. Yeah, we can we can yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's just do it. You know what what are the rules? We have no rules. We can do whatever we want. Rick, why don't you tell the audience what it's going to be?
1: Are you asking me cuz you don't remember?
0: No, I remember, Rick. Do you don't I remember,
1: remember? I do not remember. <laughs>
0: Rick, we are going to be from the 1950s watching in the rom- romantic comedy genre, *Sabrina*, starring Audrey Hepburn and um, Humphrey Bogart. So, very excited to uh, chat about that or re-listen to our chat, which we already had about that. Rick, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Yes,
1: yeah, because it was not you know, Park. Actually, we're it's not pre-recorded. What are you talking about? We're having that chat soon.
0: That's true. Yes, it's coming up, and we're we're gonna go back to our old mics just because we want to.
1: We feel like every time we visit a fifties to sixties, seventies <laughs> to, to, ma- to possibly eighties movie, we should
0: just upgrade our audio quality to <laughs> to balance out to what decade it's from,
1: and and the video quality. We
0: I would <laughs> love to have that high pass filter. I love the sound of like old school reporters from the fifties.
1: Hello there, that- everybody
0: my name is parker bonner and you're listening to two dudes one movie podcast
1: we can do the same audio quality we'll go we have to go to the silent area we can do the same audio quality (laughs) as the silent (laughs) (laughs) area yeah
0: perfect that's that's a good dad joke park translate well into the podcast format for sure i
1: think it will i think it will just have subtitles and notes